We are back. Mood is 11 out of 10 right now. Going into the 29th episode of the Irrelevant Podcast. Today, I'm your host, Will, and I'm joined once again by Jason. How you doing, man? Mood, 8 out of 10. That's still really good, <laughs> Not 11. I'm a little bit but... sick, so I'm going to be cutting the mic on and off so I don't cough into oblivion. Dog, man. Okay. So I'm just going to be talking... You know, like like a like a motherfucker, and then you're just gonna be like, "Okay, well." No, I'll uh, I'll try my best not to talk and cough at the same time. I'm just going to turn it oh, off when yeah. I have to cough. Well, I th- okay. <laughs> I remember we had that podcast. I forgot which one it was recently, where like I was really not feeling well. Yes, I'm trying to avoid what you did. Is what I'm saying. I guess we both deserve <laughs> it. So you're getting your treatment of it. Um. So we'll see. When I answered Jason's Discord call, I answered him, welcome, my friend. <laughs> I I was going to ask you, like, it was this TikTok or something. It, it's like when Hollywood films a movie, like, is filming a movie and it's set in, like, a, a Middle Eastern country or something like that. Oh, yeah. And it just has the guitar and it's like, <laughs> it's like random shots of camels just eating women with like fabric against their face and then like this woman like ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah then, and then I, I, I think i saw that same thing there was a yeah. another one where it's like you could see the heat waves from the sand <laughs> yeah 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 or it's like random colors Stupid. or something yeah yeah the best one was like the random random guide character <laughs> welcome my <laughs> friend <laughs> That is like so. The gift true. shop is at the end of the mirage. Yeah, the mirage. <laughs> or have you seen the one where it's like when they, f- when they go to a foreign country in a Hollywood movie, and it's like, hello, it's like agent whatever. Where's the artifact? It's like no. First, we need to go to like a um, or or it's like speaks to local inside talk in a foreign, a random foreign language, and it's like no. First, I must. Uh, bring you to this room and we talk about the the artifact and it's like we're gonna ha- we have first we have to go through a bustling marketplace and go through a door which is just a bunch of beads and sit down and uh just these these chairs that aren't really chairs but or something like that. and the room is perfectly lit so you can see yeah, everything exactly <laughs> and there's jewels everywhere and like, yeah oh i miss all those old movies man dude remember i, th- I think you said it was like when we watched Sin Nombre with like all the ads in the beginning, you were like, dude, the 2000s are like, you said it was like like a DMT trip or something. <laughs> it feels like it's, another lifetime ago. I know. know. I guess, it's like, what the yeah. hell happened, man? Like, I think because they're just so absurd that when you watch it, it just feels like this is not in my lifetime. <laughs> right. And it's like the... Like when you're just looking at that, whether it's like the 80s, the 90s, or the 70s, you were just like, that's like what we thought was cool. What the hell? You know? Yeah, I I always attribute that time to, I mean, every, obviously every, every decade has its era of misinformation, but I think it's like where they put the most bullshit in the food. Like, you know, Heinz is coming out with purple and green condiments and shit. And then, yeah. you know, Domino's wasn't using real cheese. So that was like <laughs> that was like when corporate America was at its like super height, I think. Yeah. And this then is like back when like right before the crash, you know. 
this was back, obviously this still happens to this day, but, you know, people paying off the FDA to get their bullshit products in this yeah. way. Yeah. You just ate <laughs> the most entire garbage <laughs> catalog of products you could think of back in that day. No one gave a shit, especially all the toys and all the gross. Like, I swear, every plastic toy had some, like, greasy, cancerous filament on it. It's just like, uh, what yeah. the fuck is this? I know, that's so weird to think about now when you're older. Like, fuck, man. Which did that affect with my testosterone when I was a little kid? <laughs> my sperm cell is just two. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my friend told me, he's like, once you, he said, once you win any debate, just tell the person they have a low sperm count. <laughs> <laughs> you need a blue tube, bro. You feel a little bit down. Right. Um, so speaking of the 2000s era, um, specifically the early 2000s, I recommend it to Jason some shit that no one really knows about very few people who i talk to in like the everyday conversation and like my day-to-day life know what it is and like when i explain to them what it is they think they know what it is but then i have to correct them because they are they don't they don't actually know what it is or then the ones who do know what it is they're like oh yeah it's it's fine and i'm like uh that's it (laughs) um so i recommend it to jason the 2004 micro series Star Wars Clone Wars, written and directed. Where actually, I don't know if it's written, but it is directed by Gendy Tartakovsky, the creator of Samurai Jack, um, other Cartoon Network shows like Dexter's Laboratory. Um, he did a lot of the directing on. He was not the creator, but he directed many of the episodes of Powerpuff Girls. Um, he also did things like Hotel Transylvania, which I've not seen. Um, I've heard mixed things about it, but, um, he has a really fantastic track record. Oh, he also did obviously the, the fifth and final season of Samurai Jack from 2017, which was badass. He also did Primal, which came out in 2019, I believe, and is still going. That show is fucking awesome. Yeah. He knows his shit. He has a great track record and they gave him the reins um, yeah, like, do you actually, do you know anything about the background of this is what I want to know? Not really. I thought we were watching something different. I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> the, all the commercials were for the 3D animated Clone Wars right, version. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, because like, when I say that, everyone thinks that that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, no. Um, and I hate to say this to the Star Wars fanboys, like, that show is not really that good. Like, the people act like that show is, like, one of the greatest fucking shows to ever air on television. Ooh, you're jiggling some chins right now. It just isn't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, guys, it's fine. Like, it's it's, it's fine. It doesn't really go past that. It's, like, just because it is slightly better than what you got in the prequel movies doesn't mean that it's somehow this, like, fantastic... It's, it's like, like, it's the same shit with The Mandalorian, where it's, like, it's just this average fucking western thing or the clone wars it's just it's just this average like kid sci-fi fantasy thing and it's like without the context of the star wars universe these are just generic characters that have like no fucking personality like seriously and i i mean that 100 percent. i don't give a shit if this person has a oh they corrected the and i'm like okay what the fuck did they need? Who cares if they corrected it? It sucked to begin with. So, like, what? So it's not even, like, the same character? I don't know. I have so many complaints about that show, but 
I guess instead of doing that and being pessimistic, I'll be praising of this one. So this is the <laughs> sorry. So this is the 2004 hand fucking drawn with all their creative heart and soul, uh, hand drawn Clone Wars animated series. So Gendy was hired by um, Cartoon Network and Lucasfilm, I believe, whoever it was, because they wanted to sell Hasbro toys, right? Because um, they were like, damn it, kids aren't buying toys. We, we, need, we need to get Star Wars out to, like, not exclusively children, but we need to kind of play more to that younger kitty audience that'll make them want to buy kids. So how do we do this? Okay, we'll make a star wars animated show right and so they're like hmm who do we get you know like it, it, it's cool to see this now no like because i i work for like a painting contractor so i can see how people like review their options like hmm what are the contractors in the area and stuff like that it's like so it's like hmm what are the who are the options we have from cartoon network to pick from hmm gendy tartakovsky he's making the samurai jack show that's doing good people like it let's try him so he essentially made a star wars show in the style, more or less, of his other shows, like Samurai Jack, and to a lesser extent, Dexter's Laboratory. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with those two shows. Yeah, and I was about to say, I mean, obviously the the animation style is kind of similar, right. a little bit more freeform, I think. But what I noticed was the the Samurai Jack had that very serious undertone to it, right? And also, like, right. just like with the it seems like they really wanted to give it respect to the storytelling as opposed to just making, you know, a cartoon for kids. But obviously the Clone Wars had some, you know, subtle, lighthearted moments that were supposed to be funny. But yeah. the overall, you know, theme was very serious, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it's almost like a like a war movie. It's really cool. Like, there's so many different things about this show that I keep discovering that I'm just like, how the fuck is this so good? It baffles me that a show that was designed to just literally sell toys to children, they put this much effort into it, and like, th- and it came out so well. I mean, I think. I mean, I don't know. Like, like, did you? What did you think? <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it turned out well. Um, the one thing that was hilarious to me. Was in the in the original Star Wars the movies? Uh, Anakin he had a, did he have a British accent or did he have an American accent? He okay, so he's Canadian in real life. No, I get that. But I'm saying um, in the movie, I can't remember what if he had. Oh, an accent you in the said movie. he. You're like, why does he have like a Chicago kind of accent? No, he sounded like he had a Boston accent. He's Boston. In I the I, Clone Wars. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't really notice that. I guess when you say that, maybe. <laughs> It's like know. no one from Boston is smart enough to be a master of anything, so <laughs> this is very inaccurate. Right. Um. Well, so I think I may as well just fucking. Ask, I'm sure we've talked about this. Like, what are your general opinions on Star Wars? <clears throat> um. It's a very broad ass question, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about it a little bit the last time, but I I, know, I like them because they're nostalgic, and I watched them with my dad. My dad's more of a sci-fi yeah. slash fantasy kind of guy, and that's the greatest memories that I had with him was watching that kind of stuff. And I enjoy some Star Wars movies for the most part. A lot of it, you know, if I would have if I were to watch them today for the first time, I probably you know wouldn't like them as much 
as if I hadn't seen them back in the day. But, you know, I played Lego Star Wars. I've had plastic yeah. lightsabers. So, like, it's the culture has been a part of my life since I've been alive. So, in that regard, you know, it has a little bit of a charm to me. And I, I do like some of the movies, but <clears throat> um, I don't know. It's There's a lot of stuff that I don't like about Star Wars that people just overlook. And people always blame Disney or blame George Lucas or whatever. I never um, got into the whole lore behind anything past the movies so i in that respect i don't know how good the story could be i guess but yeah so i actually did i got really into it at a point um obviously i don't particularly give a shit anymore in fact this is actually probably the only star wars property that still holds my interest like in the sense that it still holds my interest in the same way that other things that I really like hold my interest, you know, like, like prog metal or salsa or, um, you know, or, or certain clothing that I like, like any of these things that are like, I, this is this, I love this. Like, this is just part of the stuff I love to consume, you know, like, like this, this is on that level still. Whereas like, you know, like I like the other Star Wars movies, but they just, they don't necessarily have that X factor, which is, I think this show really has like it has there's something about the way it's directed the way the sounds are placed and the way like the 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 storyboarding and like the the framing and like how the shots look and how he he pans down and side to side and he like he uses sound and like anticipation and like there's literally points in this show where i'm i'm just so engaged like he's Gendy Tartakovsky is so good at like the mood, right? And that's something, you know, I talk about all the time. He's so good at like drawing you in and like, you know, you, like, you know, like, captivating the audience. Like this whole show, like it's so entertaining. It's such a like entertaining experience. Like, I don't, I don't know what you thought. Um, yeah. I mean, to kind of piggyback off of what you said of him creating the mood, I think a big proponent that is lost in today's media, whether that be music, movies, shows, art, whatever, is um, the dynamic. And in terms of music, it's the lowering of volume and the raising of volume in a song. So it gives it that just a little bit more depth. And I think that's the one thing with modern movies is they either try to cram too much dialogue or too much exciting scenes as fast as they can or not as much or they go the opposite effect and they have like zero dialogue and zero exciting things happening in the frame but when i watched the clone wars it kind of reminded me of the the show i like the anime i like trigon which is like a steampunk dystopian western and they're good at using sound and setting the mood in the scene to really build the tension of whatever's happening and the dialogue can be a little bit weird like there's some dialogue in the clone wars that were clearly like some of it was, yeah, that, I don't know. That was if, just in there, yeah. Like, just obviously, just to for kids because they don't know what, they don't know what's yeah. going on. Well, not even for that. It's just like because I've seen kids' movies with just you know regular dialogue, but yeah. this one there wasn't too much dialogue. But I don't know if it's right, the way they right. edited it. It's just, but like that's part of also why I like it because, like I said, it just it has that real war movie feel to it, and it's like when you're watching it, you actually feel, even though it's like a cartoon and it's hyper hyper stylized 
you're just in it and like you just feel it you know like when like the battles are happening and the way it's shot and just the sound effects and everything it's just yeah and yeah. to be to clarify i i like that what i'm saying is like when they had the dialogue the way they edited it together the way they they placed it i feel like there's too much space between the dialogues so it didn't feel like a normal oh, conversation yeah. people would have but that's my only grab I, but i do like how they use the actual scene to set the mood so you don't feel like you have to cram a shit ton of dialogue to explain what's happening i think the best example was when mace windu was fighting the fucking droids and he's trying to ah, destroy that shit. giant that was <laughs> that awesome. giant fucking press machine that was just you know stomping its way through the troops and then he you know flies around and he um finds that kid that was admiring and gives him a drink of water then flies back into battle right. stuff like that and i it's, thought was it, cool yeah just the facial expression like you don't need to have all this dialogue right like you can literally you just recounted to me all of the details about that story and why it was awesome and there was there wasn't a single word spoken i don't think i think one, like one of the droids was like fire at will and that was it yeah, and I think, ironically, as it enough as it sounds, and I think this is where animation has a one-up over uh, real-time, is the facial expressions. Yes! You can really tweak them to what you want to get that sort of emotion out, and that sort of thing is very hard to do in real life, I feel like. Or, like, if you try to do it in real life, it doesn't have the same effect because it's not as, like, zoomed in on the on the facial features. Like, you're either, like really, like, really close to the camera to get that unsettling feeling, or... It's just a regular shot of people in the in the scene, so yeah, that's what I don't know. Right, right, cause that that's what make that's what makes animation, especially like this, it's so striking, right? Because like you said, you don't need to show like yeah, because right, like you, certain filmmaking techniques require like, you know, zooms, pans or certain things to show, or like close ups, like down angles, up angles to show a certain mood a character's in. But like the animation, they can just draw it, you know, and like you just you can look at any image of the show of like a character's expression you could tell me instantly what they're thinking yeah i think it's subconsciously because before there was you know movies and tv it was all art or all hand done so it's it's kind of paramount or it's kind of tantamount to if you you know looked at a painting and you could really feel the emotion the beauty from either the facial features or the expression or the colors and then you had a model try to recreate that in a photo because obviously you can capture great emotion with a photograph but I feel like that's harder to do in the real time because the scene that you're setting up for in your picture is really well crafted. Well crafted. You're trying to pose the model exactly how like it is in the painting, or if it's not based off of anything else, trying to position them very correctly. And it just takes so much effort to get one still shot. So that is super difficult to do on camera when it's rolling live. I think so. I, I think that's just our natural tendency to you know, notice the beauty in art. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And that's a big reason why, um, I, I prefer the hand-drawn Clone Wars to the computer animated one is because the, the hand-drawn one is going to look beautiful forever. Right. That's like, just, I remember I hate everything brought that up about hand-drawn animation it has that unique quality of like, it'll, it'll be, it's timeless. Like it'll always look beautiful. Whereas like computer animation, like in, five years or whatever it's gonna be like eh, eh, you know and even so like just from the computer animation like just the way that like the characters look in the the computer anime clone wars like they just look weird i'm sorry and everything yeah. is so floaty and like there's no weight to anything like i hate the style it's in like it's so bland like it has nothing whereas like 
the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, it just has this spice, this electricity to it, which like I'm like this, this the new Clone Wars, it just doesn't have it. It just does, and like and, I, and like what people say, like oh well, it's better written and stuff like, and I'm like that doesn't fucking matter if it doesn't have like the directing and the actual spice to bring that out right because you can have a great story you can have a great script if it's not well directed if it's not well shot if it's not well any of the other stuff then like how is it going to be how is the story going to have that how are we going to fully realize it without all those other elements right exactly i think everyone knows the phrase it works on paper but it doesn't you know work in real time exactly and i think in terms of music again when i was talking about the dynamic because you can take your fingers and you can try to play, you know, something on time as best as you can. And it'll never be perfectly on time to what a computer can do. Quantizing. You can quantize it, but you're still taking what you've done and chopping it up to match a digital perfect recreation of what, you know, perfect on... I'm, <clears throat> I'm not explaining this right because my head's flustered. But pretty much, like, you're, you're missing the human element of sloppiness and that adds to the timbre and the tone you know, with like your diff, because like if you play one note that's computerized, it's going to give you that same note. And some people are good at, you know, emulating that and they're good at emulating the human randomness, but it still doesn't have that authentic flavor as if you were to just play it yourself. And I think in terms of animation, it kind of has that same effect, especially if it's hand drawn, because it's not yeah. going to be perfect every single time. You're going to notice the, the subtle differences subconsciously. Yeah. And I, I like that in a way, you know? Yeah, whereas, like, with the, the newer Clone Wars, I'm just like, it just looks like a video game. Yeah, the animation, like, 3D animation is hard to do right. It can be done right, obviously. Um, You know, like... It's a lot of money, I would say. A lot of, well, a lot, a lot yeah. more money. I mean, it's, a, but it's, it's a lot more money, but it's a lot easier, though, which is why it took over. And I don't blame them. I mean, like, because you can just render the image of Anakin, and then you could just... You can just animate him from there however you want, whereas, like, you don't have to draw literally every image. Which, like, I'm sure. Yeah, no, obviously, it's less efficient to hand draw it, but that's why. I mean, there's a debate where it's, <laughs> it's like analog versus digital, or, you know, how much authenticity does the art have based off of the human element. So yeah. some people like one or the other, but I think that's why, like, 2D animation really has a strong foothold on our emotions. Yeah, and, like, just a lot of the sequences in this show. Are just, they're just breathtaking. Like, the stuff and, like, just the, the choreography and the way, like, it just, like I said, like, it's it's it, it's really visceral. A lot of it, it just gets into your gut in this way. Like I said, like, um, I remember I brought it up how, like, I like how the show is, like, violent. Well, obviously by kids' standards, but it's violent, like, especially with, like, the scene where they introduced General Grievous. It was like a horror yeah, movie the way that was like, and it was, it wasn't cheesy. It wasn't like, you could tell like, oh, they're just doing it in a horror film. Like it just, I don't know. Like you just sat there and you were gen- like, especially cause like I knew you had never seen this. I was wondering what you thought of that scene. I don't know. I mean, stuff like that doesn't, I obviously think that there's, you know, like, I, I guess cause I don't have kids. So it's like, I don't really give a shit if something's like, I, I'm not looking out for a scene that's too violent. I guess the only one that was kind of funny was. Oh, that's when... not. I mean, that's not what I was saying. <clears throat> well, no, like I, I didn't notice that it was abnormally violent. Oh, for a kid's oh, show. yeah, yeah, okay. Because like I've seen like kids movies that have adult themes and stuff that be kind of 
you know, like, you know, it's parental guidance for a reason. Um, but the one scene that was probably brutal just off of sheer how it looked was when the, when Anakin chased that, whatever that bald bitch was into the jungle planet. And then she was <laughs> taking all of the, all of his troops and just like slamming them against trees. Yeah, that, was, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Also in remember, terms of like how oh, it looked, it's probably the most brutal. I thought, remember when they're escaping with the Chancellor because Grievous is going to kidnap him, and then um, they like they leave, lock the door, and then it's all the clones and the guards trying to stop General Grievous, and he's like, "Okay," and he just like he went ape shit on all those guys. Remember that? That was a pretty intense scene. That I think was like you literally saw him like cutting them open like with the lightsaber. I mean, I said there's no blood pouring out, but still, you saw the whole like cut and everything. It was and like the burn mark from the lights. It was really, really beautiful. Uh, not beautiful, sorry, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and like like I said, the way I... it was edited, and you see like the and like the the last shot is just his foot stomping on the helmet, and it just shatters it. That is so well done. Yeah, Grievous was always a cool character, even that I remember in the regular Star Wars movies, I liked him a lot. Yeah, but like, after watching this, and then you see how he was in, like, Revenge of the Sith, he sucks. Like, they they, ner- I don't, they nerfed him so much, man. I haven't seen that movie in ages, so I don't even remember. What, I just remember him being a cool character. I don't remember what he was like as a character. So he looks cool, obviously, but, like, in the new one, like, he's just... He's a coward and he like whines and like he can't do it. He can't actually do anything. So he has to get other people to do it for him. Whereas like in this, sh- in, in, in. Oh, that's right. Right. And he's, yeah. And he's just a very like just sniveling, like, ha <laughs> like, whereas like in the Clone Wars, which is, this was actually the original plans for the character. Um, they designed him as this sort of, um, right. Cause like. Up because in, in the whole rest of the show, right, but leading up to the introduction of General Grievous, the Jedi are like gods, right? Like they're they're literally jumping like a thousand feet distances. They're like taking on all of like whole armies like by themselves and stuff like that. Like they're they're gods on Earth essentially. But um they designed Grievous to be a sort of Jedi hunter right? He's like the first threat that they've ever really faced, right? Because that's why like, you know, he he has all of the because right, like I said, character design is really important and like anyone can kind of look at Grievous and they they can kind of get what he is, right? Like he's just this kind of like vampiric almost, like with the way his cape is and he's like hanging from the ceiling almost, like he's just this vampiric Jedi hunter because you see like the like, I, like they didn't have to say that in the show they didn't have to have the stupid like he's a jedi hunter like you just see the lightsabers hanging from his fucking like armor and you're like oh shit that's what he does you know yeah and i think that goes to my problem just with you know the sensationalism push in this country where they can't have any redeeming qualities like they have to let you know that this is a bad guy character and they portray a lot of villains as cowards um and stuff and just other just kind of whiny attributes to a lot of bad characters and right uh, and um that's not necessarily a bad thing right um but, yeah but all the time though is it just gets old right and i think exactly, it's just like yeah. it's like it just it makes the character one-dimensional and it also just like they 
I guess people are like, we, we, because everybody lives in this black and white age, right? Everybody has to know clearly when something is wrong and clearly when something is good so they can choose the easy side to be on. So it's like they can't have the brain capacity to look at a bad character and be like, I can't, you know, find any redeeming qualities in this character. Otherwise, it's pushing a narrative. It's like, no, people are complicated. Uh, Yeah, like qualities and villains. Right. Like the worst bad guys are the ones that are one dimensional and they're just big bad guy, man. Whereas, like, I think even, like, this simple character, like, they did in Grievous, like, I, there's so many different things they do. Like, like I said, with his design, the way he speaks and the way, like, the the training sequence with Count Dooku, which I thought was very well done, where you see, okay, he's, he's under somebody, right? Like, he's not, he's not, um, El Jefe, right? Like, he's still, he's not calling all the shots. He's, he's, he's a servant to somebody, right? And you see him. Dooku's kind of playing with him, and he's like, "No, you gotta stop doing this. Stop doing that. Stop doing that." Like, I, I, I like that. That added that little kind of um, layer to his character, right? And then he was like, "Yes, thank you for uh, training me. It has awarded me many trophies." And then I love the line from Dooku, where he's like, "Don't let your pursuit of trinkets cloud your reality." And I think that is so true for so many people, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty relatable trope. Right, but like that quote, that is so good. And it's like from a fucking kid show. Like I just I I I keep saying that the the it's the gift that keeps on giving this show. It's so good. Yeah, I was surprised how was well done. The, the one of the scenes that surprised me that I didn't feel like really fit in the series, but I guess looking back on it, it was for um well, I guess no. It still doesn't really make too much sense when Anakin was freeing those fucking rat people. <laughs> oh, oh! Uh, so, actually, wait. Did you fall asleep? Because at like all that would. The... No, I. Oh, <laughs> as a background, so like Will fell asleep for a certain part of it, <laughs> yeah. and I, I would like it was eight o'clock. I just got off work, and I'm usually never tired because I go to the gym after. But I was struggling to stay awake, and I look at Will, and he's fucking asleep. So I was like, "Shit, is there like carbon monoxide in this fucking place right now? What is happening?" <laughs> nice. I was like, "Why am I struggling to fucking stay awake?" Yeah, and then once I woke up, I was not tired anymore. Yeah, but no, I, I I almost fell asleep, but I I was pretty conscious throughout the entire thing. But I think I was kind of getting weary around that point, so some of it was kind of confusing. I was like, why is he doing this? Well, so he, because remember, so he went to the village with Obi, yeah, with Obi Wan, right? Because he he killed that beast just out of like you know he was just protecting his squadron, right? He killed that beast, which um there was that young guy in the village of like i mean i'm not trying to be offensive but i think they're they're just kind of reminiscent of like some sort of like indigenous like native american tribe or something like that um where like he was undergoing his rite of passage and then he was supposed to kill the thing and then obi-wan's like yeah i think you shouldn't have done that bro and then anakin didn't realize he just like offended all these people (laughs) and then they just take him in right and then so then he realizes oh shit there's no men here it's all women and children where did the fucking men go? And then the the shaman is like, um, like he kind of explains to him what the deal is, and he's like, "This is like you are part of this prophecy, of like the the ghost hand, right? Because Anakin had his hand cut off, so that's what like yeah, like the ghost hand will free the the slaves essentially." 
I guess I maybe did fall asleep for a second because I kept going in and out. So like I I, I saw everything that you mentioned, but for some reason in my head I couldn't like piece it together. Oh, yeah. oh did you see the vis- the the dream sequence? E- yes, I did. Wait, with yeah. like the etchings in the the cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. That That's, I think I kind of like like woke up a little bit at that part. So I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh wait, so did you see the real thing though? Like the whole thing. I, I did, but I, I saw it in fragments, so it's like oh, I, I kept going in and out. Yeah, because that's like the best and like most important scene in the whole thing. Oh, shit. Dude, watch <laughs> it right now. It takes like two minutes. It's going to take me ten minutes to find the fucking clip on YouTube. Let me fucking Just find it for it to you. Me. No. If you explain it to me, I'll, I'll probably it, it'll probably jog my memory. I, I can't recall like straight up is what I'm saying. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. I'm finding it right fucking now. I can find it. Oh, my God. No, no, it takes like... I'm sorry, it's from 2003, actually. I'm wrong, not 2004. I was in kindergarten. I wasn't even... Oh, no, I was one years old. Nice. But I say, were you even a sperm stain yet? Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, wait, was I even born? <laughs> okay, let me see. Um, but yeah, it was... I remember the art being pretty trippy, and it was cool the way that they did it. And it's weird that Anakin was the guy that went through this write a passage only to you know eventually become darth vader and throw all that good thinking away so to speak yeah all right um hold on wait i, I can find it see like i said it's gonna take you more time to find the clip than to watch it there it is takes one minute oh. <laughs> i stand corrected so like remember there's the image leading up to it right where like he's he like is he starts looking at the cave right and then like it 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 pans around and then it like shows his eye and you just see him yeah. like he's losing his mind right and like they go they zoom into his eye and then you see what's going on in the, in his eye which is like the cave like the painting he was looking at yeah 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 i remember that part right so i just sent it to you it takes 1 minute cuz like i said this is this was like the most important part and the best part of the show in my opinion i think this was the most like well okay, watch it first and then i'll explain why it really just sets the whole theme for the whole entire show. All right, you got a monologue while I'm doing this. Go on a go on a Star Wars rant while yeah. I watch this. So I think Star Wars fans are like the worst fans of any fan base ever because I, I don't understand what they want, right? And it's like it's what i think is interesting about it is like it's split into so many different sects right because it's like you have like the the 40 year old ot purists and then you have like the 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 newer generation where it's like no no, no the prequels are the best and then it's you got then you got like the the weird people that like the sequels better than the other one it's like i'm fine with the sequels but like they're not the best ones right but then there's like the weird people like me where it's like no i kind of just like the extra stuff more than the actual stuff because i think a lot of the extra stuff was better like this show specifically the force unleashed i think is a great game um battlefront i think is fantastic like i like pretty much all the stuff that isn't the main movies i'm sorry i like all the main movies but all the stuff i like more um is the the side stuff the stuff that came after right um yeah it's weird and like I, I don't like it as much as I used to um, just because it uh, just reminds me 
more about like the time when I was really into that, how much worse it made my life, how much uh, it was taking away from what was really important in my life. It was not a good investment on time. Well, actually, no, I can't say that because I'm here talking about this with Jason. Um, I have a. I did not expect you to go that deep into it. <laughs> I was just trying to say a bunch of shit so that it didn't get boring. Did you? Oh, but do you watch the sequence though, right? I did. So that I guess that was yeah. his prophecy of him turning into Darth Vader. Okay. Right, but it's like I think that's my like that's the best sequence in the whole show, on an artistic level, on a storytelling level. On a every fucking level. It's yeah, and so, that part remind me of Samurai Jack yeah. a lot with the animation of how they made the the, the darkness, the the dark side forces, you know, getting into Anakin. Right, and I, yeah, and I love how it's like, like the way that like they made the, all the stuff like move, like the bad stuff was all these weird little different shapes like expanding. That was so well done, and then it's like you see it like bites his arm off and then he has the new arm and his arm just keeps like getting bigger and bigger and stronger and more powerful. That was so cool. It's so, yeah, it was a really well done scene. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's so tasteful. It's so artistic. It's eerie. It just, it's everything that the new clone wars isn't because like they have a similar sequence in the new clone wars and it's so painfully fucking obvious what it is. And it just, it looks stupid Anakin is like, no, no, no. And I'm like, shut up, dude. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I guess when I watch it, I, 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 I remember watching, I remember seeing the whole thing, but I guess I missed the last part where he, where the, the shapes turn into Darth Vader and they scream his name. So I think I just missed that part, but I watched the entire thing. And I remember, yeah. but like, this brings me something like this brings up something to me, um, which I also love about the show is that I don't really, like, you don't even really need to be that into star wars to think that this is cool and interesting right because i think a bunch of the other star wars properties like clone wars or like the the bad batch or whatever that is and a lot of these other things are like the mandalorian i know that offends people but i really don't give a shit um i feel like you really need to be into the lore and like the the ships and the 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 characters and like all the different races and all the factions and all the the, the lore, like i said the lore and all that stuff whereas like this show is just a really great work of art on its own i don't think so about the mandalorian that's why tons of new people got into it and it's like uh, one of the most popular shows because they did a lot of storytelling and explaining it wasn't like you had to know the lingo or get into it that way Obviously, people. No, I I think that's true for like the first season, but I think after that, I was like, okay, now this is just this is going back to the same fan service bullshit with like all the Boba Fett. Oh yeah. And look, I was like, no, that's gay. But like, I forgot that they did it in the second season. Yeah, I guess the, no, the first season was you could get into without knowing anything. Even so, even on its own rights, I just don't think it was that good. I was like, man, eh, it was whatever. Didn't really, really. I didn't really remember anything about it. It was all like, I think this guy who I was talking to a long time ago when I was much, much more into these, uh, these things, like he, he said, um, um, how like all of the action in the first season of the Mandalorian was just like a variation of a shootout. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, I'm not saying that that's, and necessarily bad because obviously you can do it well but 
going back to this show, the like the Clone Wars I showed you, it had like the widest variety of battles and like action. They had a really good variety, I, I think. Cause like you get your your lightsaber sword duels, you get your your big fucking large scale battles like Lord of the Rings style, but it's like with the guns and it's futuristic and everything. You got your ship battles like in space, and like and then you got your your speeder like land vehicle like that whole sequence where Obi Wan is like riding the speeder with all the other clones going up against Dirge. That was badass. Yeah, that's the one positive thing I can say about Star Wars is they do large-scale battles very well, and I would argue better than Lord of the Rings does them. And I think that was present in the Clone Wars, too. Yeah, I think this... Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but I think that only really applies in this show. Like, the other... Any other battle in any other Star Wars thing, I don't think comes close to what they pulled off here. Like I said, because of, like, the variety and the way, like, it's directed, it just... It's such a complete package, you know? Like, I talk about that, like, and and you've brought it up, too. Like, just, like, what is the complete package? Like, what are you really getting, you know? Like, we, it's great if this thing is awesome, but it's, like, how does it work as a whole, right? And I think it, it just really delivers. It's an all-around, really entertaining, really artistic, really engaging children's TV show. Which, I mean, another thing, like... Like I keep saying, the, all these things keep coming to my head. Like I just, I can't stop explaining how good this show is. Like it's literally made up of five to ten minute. No, actually, no. The the first season, which is like, sorry, so sorry, guy. For anybody who don't who doesn't know, the show is split up into two seasons. The first season is is made up of um, five minute shorts, right? So that's an episode like five minutes and then the second season is is like another hour right so the whole thing is like the length of a movie right so i treat it as a movie the the um the second season is made up of like 10 to 12 minute episodes so they could expand more and like they were more of like episodes so to speak but like the whole thing flows together like a movie i i don't even know how the fuck it works that wasn't even it wasn't even designed to work that way or maybe it was i don't know but like it works <laughs> it definitely could have been a movie i didn't really i mean until you just said it i didn't notice them as short episodes yeah thinking back to it now like it coming out as short episodes i didn't even think that would have worked as well like five minutes is that how they did it on tv like they broke it up into that many like amount of minutes yeah so the first the first season they would play the episodes like before um like the the main show had its slot right because it's only five minutes you could play it you know as like a commercial almost because that's what it was you know like it was ads for te for toys <laughs> so wild they did it like that I know, but it's like they put that much care. They could have literally just made an advertisement. Yeah. But no. They're like, no, Gendy Tartakovsky, we want you to make a badass show that <laughs> I'm still talking about in 2023. Shit, it's 20 years old. I just realized that. God damn it, man. I keep, yeah. it's the gift that keeps on giving. You can just see how much I fucking love this show. Wait, so you're, you're 20, right? I am 20, yes. So you were born in 03. 
I was born in 02. Or, oh, you're born in 02. Or sorry, I don't know if it's 20 years by the month yet, because I think it came out in like May 2023 or something. Like, sorry, May 2003. Well, what what month were you born? I was born in October. Okay. Yeah. So not that. I mean, you wouldn't have watched it anyway. <laughs> no, yeah, I couldn't. A couple months old. Right, I wouldn't have been able to. Um, but I think, like like I was talking about with the variety of battles, you get like your close quarters, you get your large scale, and like the lightsaber bet duels I think are just phenomenal. Yeah, all the fighting was really good in. Uh, right, and it... I don't know, I... Yeah. It just, it rides that fine line of like it's it's very it's hyper stylized but like it's still you you feel the weight and like you actually are into it right and it's just also i it has that similar style of samurai jack where everything is so simplistic like it's everything is very simple yeah like it's it's not it's not very detailed it's very plain almost but it it just it works to its favor because everything is so like ambiguous almost it's almost like watching fucking real life in a sense where like, you know, not everything necessarily like you can watch this and you're like, I don't know necessarily who the good guys and the bad guys are, you know? Which I think Yeah, it gave everyone equal time to play it out and see what happens. Because yeah, even like it showed the Sith, like when I thought that whole sequence on in the Coliseum was awesome. Yeah. That um and then like when Ventress is um introduced i love and like like you said about the dialogue and how it wasn't always good i agree with you but i think what they did you know when when dooku was like um your host will applaud your abilities posthumously like i love how they throw in that like quote-unquote like intelligent vocabulary and stuff like because like they know a kid's not gonna know that but they're like yeah we're gonna just put it there anyways because it sounds Look, awesome i didn't have a problem <laughs> with the with what they said as the dialogue i'm saying the way they edited it together and the, the spacing that they did I felt like was really strange. But you have to admit, some of the dialogue was like not that good. Well, yeah, it's a kids show, but obviously, right. like you said, with, yeah. with, with the good dialogue, it, it it didn't feel natural. It felt it, it felt like somebody recorded it and pieced it together. You know what I mean? It, it didn't feel like a character talking in some yeah, of the parts. I, I got you. Yeah, makes sense. So that in that regard, that's what was strange. But yeah, the, some of the dialogue was great, and it, what I like when stuff isn't overly stupid. So that that was that was great. It fell into that shit sometimes with c-3po where i was like oh. yeah but those it was minor moments it wasn't true, like true. no s- and that, that's what that's yeah. the redeeming factor of it yeah because i was like it was very short yeah i was like okay i mean this- it's for kids you have to put that shit in there right or else yeah or it's like who yeah because then it's like who are they playing this to like 20 year old fucking incels i don't think so <laughs> yeah i mean there's a difference between you can watch something like this for two hours as opposed to you watch coco melon for two minutes you want to fucking kill yourself so i don't even know <laughs> what the hell that is it's a show for babies they just sing and talk about shapes and colors but it's the most annoying thing you've ever heard in your life oh but that that's like for like the two-year-old right? exactly yeah, well, okay. that's my point like, oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's uh, like it's interesting though like a show for kids can captivate obviously there's a lot of kids content and movies and shows that adults really love but this one is really centered to kids so the fact that it can keep and entertain an audience is cool um that's what i meant yes yeah, c.s lewis said that um if a kid's book is um and it applies to all media right like he said if a kid's book is not also intro um like uh, engaging for adults 
then it's not a good book of literature. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And speaking of C.S. Lewis, I think they're doing a Narnia reboot on Netflix. I'm very interested to see how that plays Are out. Are they? Okay, yeah. I, well, yeah. based on how the the reboots have been going, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they'll do it. Because like, like I said, the, the last few Narnia movies weren't good. And I think it just fell into the trap of using the name to make a blockbuster film to make money. But we just put a bunch of bullshit in there that doesn't mean anything just to captivate, you know, dude's girlfriends to buy tickets so they would see the fucking movie. I've only <laughs> I've only seen the first one. And I think it's a pretty good movie. The original four, I think there there's a few that were great. And then after that, they were just, you know, regular Hollywood bullshit. But I'm interested to see what the pacing would be like as a show because it would follow the books better if they do it right. Yeah, they could actually go into more detail and stuff like that. Because remember I was saying, like, I think Harry Potter would have worked better as a show. It, yeah, it probably would have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but even so, like, you see how this, like, Star Wars, like, it just works better in the, the show style. I think so. I think most things work better in the show style. It's At least hard now, to... yeah, it's kind of just developed yeah. that way. But I love this is just such a good balance because it, it is literally a TV show, but it and it's like chopped up and said, but it it still is the length of a movie. That's what's so fascinating to me about it. Yeah, and which is great. I I like I because without this, I probably would have never watched it on my own because I would have no interest in doing so. So I like viewing these lost pieces of media to me. Yeah, it's just lost in my sense, not in general. But yeah, I'm I'm your I'm your portal, right? <laughs> my clairvoyance right um underrated shit yeah um oh i also just the way not only does uh tartakovsky um tell you a visual story in the sense that he's literally just showing you what happens right um but i love he's very good at symbolism and stuff like that like especially in the the anakin versus ventress fight when like she's fighting him in space because Anakin is um he's put in command of this this big battle right and then he gets lost he, he gets sidetracked you know he's this one ship he's like oh that's that's not a droid pilot I, and he's he's bothering me I gotta go go after him and and I love the the character development too between and 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 like the the conflict between Anakin and Obi Wan um and you could tell like you know they're they're not exactly like you know they're, they're not exactly friends yet like they're still like and and because that's something i don't get in the the movies because like i'm like you guys were never really friends so like why should i really give a shit if you're enemies now you know whereas i think this this iteration um and in this this universe so to speak that gandhi created i think they really did a good job of like yeah, Anakin is a whiny asshole in the beginning, and of course you don't like him then, but then you see him actually grow, and it's like you actually see him save somebody, because like, in the movies, you never really saw him do anything good when you think about it, you know? Like, he's just a whiny asshole from the beginning, and he literally, yeah. he's like, he's literally involved in a mass murder involving women and children. <laughs> and like he's like a he's a fucking creep to Padme. He's just so annoying and like no one likes him. The council is like, yeah, this dude's kind of a whiny, annoying, self-righteous asshole. Is he really the chosen one? And it's like and the whole movie he's just complaining about that and it's like you never 
Okay, I guess the only good thing he did was save the Chancellor, which he turned out to be the fucking bad guy. Like you never, <laughs> you never actually, like, you never actually see the Jedi in the Clone Wars. No, sorry, in the actual prequel movies, you never saw them actually saving just regular people. You know, and and like in 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 this show, when like you see, you know, like they're they're like like these gods and like just these these warriors like they're just so unbelievably powerful and stuff like that. but then you also see them like humanize you know like when you see who they're doing it for and then also like um you know, you know when um mace windu when he sees the kid and they and then the kid is like whoa like this this fuck like when the the camera like pans from his feet all the way up to mace windu's face you can tell how this kid views this this jedi right like it's it's so incredible Right, but then Mace Windu is just like, yeah, I'm just a regular dude, you know. And then the kid offers him the water bottle. I think it just—it's very well done, you know. You don't have to have the stupid, thank you. Like you just, hey, here's your here's some water, bro. And then he's like, and you just see Mace Windu smile, accepts the water, and it's like, yeah. I I feel more emotion and, and engagement in that than in literally anything I saw in the new Clone Wars. Or anything in, like, the other Star Wars, for that matter. And it's so simple. It's so well done. Yeah, it just adds to its charm. I'm curious, like, if they wrote the... If they did the prequels first, back in the day, how they would write Anakin. I know, because, like, that's the that's a big problem, like, from the root that makes me not like the prequels. is because, like, it's all written from, like, a... And like this is why most prequels are bad, because it's like they just write it from like the hmm, how do we explain all of these things? And it's like yeah, yeah, you know, like this doesn't really work out because it's like it's gonna create all of these fucking continuity problems. And it's like you know what? Maybe this story started at this point for a reason, you know? I mean, it also <laughs> is difficult to make sequels too. So, I mean, I feel like you still have continuity issues, and it, I think prequels yeah, I mean, are I, harder, I, I, though. I agree, yeah. but I don't know. It's just the to write continuous good material is difficult, <laughs> especially when you sure. strike gold. Sure. Yeah, but and then also you get on the trap of like you know we have a lot of good, but then it's, you just keep making it, and then it just eventually it's just gonna get bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah, but this show it just. It never ceases to amaze me how good it is. Um, another thing I was saying, like with the visual storytelling, when he's fighting Ventress on Yavin, which I thought was really cool because that was the place of the Rebel base in the 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 uh, in A New Hope. I thought that was pretty cool, and I love like the the way that um, Anakin, you know, he goes from this cocky guy to like you actually see him like get hurt, right? Like you see his ass get kicked. By a woman. <laughs> I, I just use that as like a for comedic effect. I'm not trying to be sexist at all. But like you just see him and he, he's not angry from it. Like you actually see him vulnerable, you know, because in the beginning of the show, like you don't really like Anakin because he's essentially the same character as you saw from the, the second movie. But then actually you see him like, oh, man, he got he got his ass kicked. Right. And he wasn't really whining about it. He was just like, oh, like you saw him like generally like you saw fear in his eyes when like. Ventress started like like moving like all those like rocks and like forcing it using the force to like just shove it in his face and it was just hitting him like he was just man like 
And I love the, like you said, you got a lot of anime vibes. That's, that's, he's, Tarkovsky has said that in interviews, he was very much inspired by like Japanese, not just anime, but like samurai movies from like the sixties and stuff like that. And that fight scene has a lot of those kind of tropes. Like you see, like just, there's those long periods of just like, they're just sitting there doing, just waiting, you know? Yeah. And I love, man, I, I, I know I've said that a billion fucking times, but there's just certain things where like it, it's really these little things that just like i said it just spices up the fucking mood like the 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 way that the the fight starts and you like the stakes are like yeah i don't really know like it's it's just a regular kind of sword fight but then you kind of notice like the more that like the more emotional moral and like spiritual kind of weight that the fight takes on it gets more serious right and like it gets darker and then it starts like like you know anakin is like oh like he's he's just he's he's been he's he he lost the first round right um because the the, the fight's essentially in like three segments right so then ventress has the high ground she's on the temple like she's on the sorry she's on like the top of the pyramid right anakin's on the bottom and they're just sitting there and what i love how tartakovsky just he adds those little touches like i said a that just enhanced the mood so well. Like you just see the, not only does he make it start raining, but you just, you like, you see like the one drop and you hear it. And then it's like another drop dude, dude. And you just hear like, this just gradually starts raining and it builds up. And I love how it goes. It touches the lightsaber. And then you see like the, the steam coming out. I thought that was such a cool effect. Yeah. And that's the one thing. And it's very hard to find and, in uh, anime specifically obviously there's great ones and i haven't watched it in forever so i'm sure there's new shows that are really good but the one thing i didn't like about anime was it just was over the top in a lot of different respects and i kind of felt that was charming back then but now when i if i were to see it i probably think it'd be really stupid but (laughs) i I keep going back to it but i think that'd be uh my next recommendation if you want to watch i i don't know how how i want to do this but um if I should recommend to watch a couple episodes of a uh, Trigun or watch one episode, I, I don't know how to approach doing a show. Yeah. We've um, never really done that. I don't know how that would work, but that one is really cool. There's a lot of, I mean, obviously there's a lot of over the top scenes cause it's anime and there's a lot of goofy characters. Right. But there's a lot of like serious ultimate scenes. And <clears throat> one of them, like I said before, he's a, the main character is a guy that, you know, he's been, labeled as this outlaw that's super ruthless and just leaves whole towns decimated when really he's just a goofy character that has bad luck with bad guys and shit just happens but he doesn't want to kill anybody he's like the best gunslinger in the world and without you know killing anyone and there's a scene where he was running through some steampunk ship trying to escape or something and he accidentally shoots a guard um in a lethal spot and he senses it and he starts freaking out. Like, they're, they're, they're racing against time. And he's trying to make sure this one soldier doesn't die kind of thing. And he's getting really upset about it. So, like, there's a lot of moments like that in that show that I thought was really cool. And I don't know if I, like I said, I haven't seen it in forever. So, if I go back and watch it now, if it's going to have that same impact. But I remember it, it, it was really cool to me back in the day to see a different character like that. Yeah, that is interesting. I haven't watched anime in a while. A lot of it is fucking ridiculous and just yeah, gross. But. I remember there's a lot of things in anime 
that like are sort of a lot of things that, that are like lacking in anime like i said that were in this show where like you can just tell that like it's just it's just cheaper and it's a lot lazier which i know a lot of these animators unfortunately are just overworked and stuff like that but it's like that doesn't really make the artistic integrity that much better you know i'm not saying it's their fault right the animators but um um just like a lot of the things like you could just tell anime is just, it's very cheaply made i guess it depends on the on the style because a lot of anime from the 90s some, has yeah, that no, effect, some of it looks really a lot good. of new modern anime is super detailed yeah i guess i haven't seen anime in a while yeah so i i mean the setting is i mean obviously sometimes they kind of cheap out on the characters and the expression just to really you know because it's otherwise it would take for fucking ever right yeah as a show but the the background and the scenes in the background and the, the effects that they actually do are very well done i guess the new it's actually sometimes very hyper realistic the newest anime i ever saw was like man i don't even know maybe i need to st- <laughs> all right i want i don't want to get too into anime <laughs> <laughs> this is you'd be a kind of person that'll get too heavy into anime me yeah i was in anime for a little while there's still some animes i like i love death note i think death note is fantastic did you ever watch full metal alchemist i watched like the first episode that I, one was cool i remember thinking it was like kind of stupid i see I thought, I thought the idea was cool, like, on paper, like we talked about, but yeah, I was like, it's just, and I, 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 I started watching, like, Sword Art Online, and I'm like, okay, this is, like, the most animeist anime that ever animated. <laughs> and all, yeah, it's very uh, yeah, derivative. Right, because it's like, every anime has that, like, the, I will never stop fighting, I will fight to the end, <laughs> that, that's, like, the main character, and then there's, like, yeah. then there's, like, the... Like the brash, like, like brute kind of like silent character, like like male, like like tough guy who has like a dark past and stuff like that, and he's like broken, you know. It's 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 like Sasuke, which I think Sasuke is probably like the best one you can get, but it's like a Sasuke, like yeah. he's just like that that like cooler version of the main character who like, you know, like he, like that they have that conflict, but he's just like the he's like the cool like like masculine tough guy but he has the dark past and he's a very tortured soul right and then you have like the annoying girl yeah yeah um i think the anime trope that is the most funny to me is like their undying loyalty and devotion to really stupid shit like clubs you watch those animes where they have those ridiculous high school clubs i never had that (laughs) in my school it's like we're the doshin academy ping pong team and we're gonna fucking kill you because <laughs> we are the best in the world. But like, chill out. <laughs> but I think in Clone Wars, it took the best parts about anime, and and I love how Tartakovsky agree, yeah. just he creates his own unique style, and and it's so him. Like you can see anything that he's done, and you like, you just know it's him. Like you see Samurai Jack, you see you like the same thing. Like if you've seen Primal, I would love to show you that. You just, it's the same kind of atmosphere. And you're like, yeah, this is a Tartakovsky work. Like, he's a really underrated artist. Like, I don't like, understand why people don't recognize this. Like, he's such a, like, he can, he can write, direct, produce. He can draw storyboards. He can, 
He can animate. Like, he can do all of this really well. He's so, so good at doing all these things. He's like the better version of Tim Burton. You know, as edgelordy. Right, he's he's like the non-edgelord, non-cringe version of Tim Burton. And I like some of Tim Burton's stuff, but... But it's like in the sense where like Tim Burton, you know, like he's very good at multiple different things, but like, you know, like there's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of people in the entertainment industry that are like that, where like, you know, like whether you're Tim Burton or like Seth MacFarlane or something like that, where they can, they're very talented people, right? And they can do a lot of really different things very well, but it's like they have, like, I think Tim Burton has a giant ego. So does Seth MacFarlane. So do like a lot of these like other people, you know. And I just think that like kind of ruins their projects. Where I think Gendy, he not only has his vision, but he has like he has like his other people. I think like Brian Andrews is one of the writers that like he's he's worked on like they've worked on almost everything together. And they're just kind of this little team. It's really cool. I wonder what he's working on these days. Um, he did Primal. And that came out recently. Was that, oh, that was recently. Yeah, I think he's he's working on the next seasons of that because I, I think three. I think the third season recently came out for that. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't seen it, but um, I remember the second season came out when I went to Brazil in summer 2021. Interesting. Yeah, so I think the third season's out. I need to check, but um, yeah, Primal is a great, great show. Yep, to check it out. Yeah. I've just been rewatching Vikings because I haven't found any good shit to watch lately. Yeah, well, I'm giving you good shit to watch. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. Jesus. No, I mean, you know what's a good shit to watch? Down Abbey, baby. Oh, fuck that show. I, I actually will never I, I get kinda, into British royalty shit. I'm kind of liking it. From like, I mean, I, are you serious? I'm not actually sitting down and watching it, but I see it every time I go into the kitchen and I'm like cooking my stuff and moving around because like my my family is watching it. No, and it's actually it's pretty, it's pretty good. I I love it's so beautiful. I love like all of the the scenery and the way they dress. It's it's very cool. I can't remember if it was this show or The Crown, one of the two. I was listening to a podcast and people talking about media, and they're saying Netflix must have threw a shit ton of. I guess this was The Crown. Never mind. They're basically just saying the fucking they must have put so much money into each shot because it was very beautifully done. But I don't know, like I. I just figured it'd be so fucking boring. I don't give a fuck about Victorian England. <laughs> um, no, that was not Victorian England. Downtown Abbey? No, Downtown Abbey is like World War One. What am I thinking? Is the Crown Victorian England? Maybe. I think. Um, who was the? Was it King George? I don't fuck. I didn't watch either of them. I just assumed it was about Victorian England. But, but it's, it's either it, way, I could give a shit about yeah. British things. It's about unless it's medieval. <laughs> British British stuff is actually pretty good. Um, like it's just it's so it's peaceful in a way. I like a lot of British stuff like that. Like have you ever? It just seems like a depressed housewife show. No, it's like The Bachelor. No, but, but it, not as retarded. But it's the actual good version of that. I see. And it's done I'm very well. And it. like it's just. <laughs> No, but you know, because like I'm a very big believer that every culture has a flex, right? And like England really has it going on with like, it's like 
it's it's clothing and like it's tea stuff i love the english like london kind of aesthetic with like the guards and like the the phone boxes and like we we wear our really nice clothes and stuff like that we have our cool awesome looking houses like with all the paintings and like the the tapestries and the all the designs on the walls like just their house is just, the actual down out abbey house is beautiful it's so cool to look at and like the way it's shot and the lighting like there's always something interesting when i'm looking at it i don't necessarily know what the plot i know some of the plot just because i've picked up some of it from seeing bits and pieces for so much but like i don't really know that much about it and just from what i'm seeing like there's just always something interesting going on like and I see it with the characters. Like, it's not really cheesy. I, I'm not saying that's what you think, but um, I just, I think it's, from what I've seen, it's boring. Really... Why? I feel like the American version is Little House on the Prairie. You might enjoy that, too. I haven't seen that. You might like it if you like Downtown Abbey. <laughs> Maybe. Or Downton Abbey, however the fuck you want to say it. Downton. Downton. You have yeah. Downton Syndrome. Yeah. <coughs> fucking yeah. um so this is why yeah, but i guess clone wars is is better <laughs> yeah i think my overall score of clone wars is a 7.5 out of 10 it would be an 8 out of 10 if the dialogue was a little smoother so i got you it's like the it's like you're rating an album and it's like the the mixing could a little bit a little bit. <laughs> right um, yeah I, I i don't know how much this is a post mistake or if it was just a, this is how it came about. So I don't know. It was the two thousands, dude. Like I don't. Really... Yeah. They were probably using some like, iMovie bullshit. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, what What was your favorite sequence in the whole show? Let's see. I think um. I think it's the Mace Windu fight. I think I like that one the best. That when he loses his lightsaber. Like, cause that's the thing. It's so creative. I love how they use all these different ideas that like you never really thought of before. Like, oh, you yeah. Jedi without his lightsaber. Okay, I'm just gonna punch all these fucking droids. Like that was all. And he just yeah. And the way he uses the force and he just like you see all the parts. Like he just dismembers them. That was so cool. And he uses those parts. The scene felt like an anime. Yeah. It was that one. Yeah, that definitely did. Um. Yeah, it's just it's a good, fun entertaining artistic show i agree i concur right and at the end it just it it like i said i just i really don't think it relies on the star wars brand as much obviously the star wars branding really can make some of this stuff even better than it already would have been you know with all the cool sound effects the cool look and yeah. aesthetic and stuff like that because obviously the star wars sound catalog like nothing tops it <laughs> i mean it's 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 yeah. right and when you have access to that and like the music and a lot of the music actually was original stuff um just those mo those those motifs and everything and the melodies like it just elevated it that much more than what it already would have been um i love the like because I, I think another thing this show really does well because like i like i mentioned before the problem i have with a lot of the other star wars stuff is that like it's not like there's like the continuity and everything not in the sense of like oh why wasn't this object in this thing it's like no no no, no. i i just have a problem with like the way that like the universe works in this movie it's it's completely different in 
the other movie, like like the like the original movies versus the prequel movies, like the way that the world works and like the force and everything in both of those shows, like it, it, they're completely different from one another. It's not like, oh, this is the interpretation. Or it's like, no, like they're literally different things. But I think the clone, like the Clone Wars, did such a good job of like it took both of them and like, whereas like the original movies and the prequels, like they you you don't even think like you couldn't even believe that they took place in the same universe you know like they, they look nothing alike they feel nothing alike right the only thing that makes it star wars is oh there's like lightsabers in it you know yeah whereas like which is amazing considering the fact they're just trying to sell the toys right but i think clone wars does such a good job of like it takes both the originals version of the force and the world and the prequels uh version of it and it just it it combines both of them and it like it does its own thing. I just, it's, it's great. <laughs> it works out. Um, and I love the, the stuff they do, even for the people that are into like the universe, um, like the, the knighting ceremony when Anakin is, is, um, dubbed a Jedi Knight. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Right. Cause I didn't know how that worked. And obviously, I know there is a version that they said is how it works in the canon, but I don't give a shit because I'm sure it's not as cool as what they did here. Well, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes people just capture lightning in a bottle and for, for no other reason than they just tried. <laughs> I know that that's literally what this is. It, this show is lightning in a bottle. Well, cool. I'm glad that uh, you got the space to express your love for it. Because I, I planned on making a – back when, like, I was still in high school, I wanted to make a, a video essay about it. But then I just got so bogged down in other stuff in my life. And I was like – I made, like, the first, like, two minutes of the thing. And then I was like, eh. <laughs> I could just imagine you in high school making a video essay for the fucking Clone Wars. Right. But then I'm like, eh. You in some, like, striped shirt or some shit. You're just <laughs> sitting in some shitty webcam. Right. But so I'm like, yeah, this just isn't really going to – I don't really think I'm going to be as good as like at doing that. So I'm like, yeah, let me just explain it in this format. Cause it's just, it's easier. And I think I'll just make more sense. Um, yeah. You get your raw thoughts out there. Yeah. It's just the, the spice, man. Like it's just spicy, man. The spice of life. Right, like this show, it's just, it's, it's a spicy, man. <laughs> Like show show anybody from like any culture in the world what do they think is more interesting this or the new Clone Wars like everyone is gonna say like oh that the old Clone Wars that looks cooler I'm more into this like there's something about it it just it allures you more it's really cool hopefully we get to see some new pieces of media that are like this in our lifetime hopefully. tired of watching old shit. Dude, I would love it if they just redid all of the Star Wars movies in this style. That would have been be a lot of effort. I know, but it's like, and I know I'm like the only one who would really care. But even so, I would pay money to see that. You know who's going to do it? Who? Seth MacFarlane. Fuck, no, that's going to be bad. <laughs> have you have you seen the Family Guy Star Wars? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Are they... I've seen bits and pieces. Of, are they actually, like, good movies or not really? Well, they're not movies. They're just, like... They're episodes. They're not designed to follow the story. They're designed to be a spoof of it. But... 
No, but are they full-length movies, though? I... No, I don't think so. I think they might be slightly longer than a normal episode. Oh, But they're okay. like a... They're a SparkNote version of the movie, plus the shit that they make fun of. Okay. Yeah, because I saw some some of the clips. I thought I thought they were pretty funny. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a big sci-fi fan. That's why he's doing all this shit. But, but yeah. Clone Wars. 7.5 out of 10. That's it, dude. <laughs> it's not a 10. I'm just not me, into Star but... Wars like that. But No, and I'm I, not really... Why... I'm not really either anymore. But it's just... I just think that this... I just think that this show as like, and I know it's not a hundred percent objective. I know it's my opinion, but I just think like just as a work of art on its own, it is utterly fantastic. What is your rating? 10 out of 10? No, I'd give it a nine. Well, so I I don't do, um, decimals. I just, I'm not saying that you're doing it the wrong way. I I just like doing things for me on like a one to 10. Fine. I'll give it an eight. You happy? Yep. <laughs> I, I I teetered back and forth between seven point five and eight, so I will give you that half point since you don't it, do decimals. I, I think I'll it, round up for you. I think it's very deserving of it. There you go. Um, eight out of ten. Updated score. Tweet about it now. Right. Um yeah, Jason rated it's that's gonna be on the, the community page you know, on my channel. Jason Community page. <laughs> yeah, where I'm gonna say like, what do you guys rate Clone Wars? <laughs> On the community page, Will is still transphobic. Right. That or like all of my, like, I think 90% of my new subscribers are people that just listen to my playlists and they're all like, they all just are Spanish speakers. So they're going to be like, what? The f- <laughs> what is it? What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're splitting your audience already. <laughs> yeah. Which I've, I've considered just making a separate channel, but that's the thing. I'm just, I'm getting so many new subscribers. I'm like... I'll just keep it all on one channel, so maybe but they might think it's interesting. And yeah, who be... gives a shit? That's the only two things you do. It's not like you're doing you're gonna start doing like toy unboxing or some shit. Yeah, like my main things are like the it's the podcast, music videos. I make like actual like music of me playing music. Yeah. And then I do I do some other random stuff here and there. So yeah, I guess yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um. Yeah. Speaking I'm of music, a... I finally got my classical in. Yeah, I want to try it out. I want to see what you're playing. It's really good. I think, so, hold on, I'm going to pause the cough for a second because it's going to be a big one. So, Cordoba, I think, does a very good job making classical guitars. They definitely punch above their weight in terms of value and price. So, a lot of people kind of shit talk them. Well, I mean, really, they shit talk any guitar at that price one because, like, oh, it's buried in poly. It sounds plasticky, blah, 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 blah. But then they're like, what do you play? Like, oh, mine's a luthier-made guitar, you know, three to seven grand. So it's like, who the fuck has that kind of money to start out with in the first place? Right. Jesus. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoy it. Um, standard rosewood, back and sides, you know, you, European spruce top. It's great. Do you play, this like, that Spanish style? Or do you just... I'm trying to learn. I've, dude, I've been researching for the past month of, you know, different woods, different finishes, different strings, different composers I want to try to learn. I think um, I'm starting to learn uh, Targa. Targa, yeah. Francisco Targa. Yeah, oh, he's, his name. he's great. Or it's Targa. So. Targa, whatever Tarrega. the fuck. So I'm, Adelita is the song that I'm learning now. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. Um, but, oh, are you familiar with, it's called Capriccio Arabe. 
Have you heard of that one? I might have heard it, but since I just I'm starting to get into this shit, I don't know that, yeah. especially because they're in another fucking language. So I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that like uh, Targa is ve- is is very like classical, right? And it, you can tell like it just it sounds a lot more to that of like classical music and stuff like that. And it still is like Spanish, yeah. but then there's like the actual like flamenco stuff, um, which I mean I think like both of them are great, but like that's one I listen to more. Like, I love, you know, Paco de Lucia? Yeah. What? I said, yeah. Yeah, he is fantastic. Um, like, you know the song, Agua Donde Vas? Maybe. Yeah, I need to, <laughs> or, you know, Mediterranean Sundance or Sunset or whatever? It was, it was like, Sounds from, I, I don't Tra- know. Travis actually showed it to me. It's like him playing with two other guitarists. It's this trio. It's so well done. Oh, I did, yeah, he showed that to me too. I did see that. That's a but... great song, yeah. And then um I've kind of changed my opinion on flamenco. I think because of the technique and the style that you have to do, a lot of it is very percussive, so like you don't give the notes a chance to breathe and you just hear the clanking of the strings in the wood. So, you know, the romantic classical style or really any slower classical style, you really can hear the wood breathe. So, I've fallen more in love with that than the flamenco cuz like I, you know, I can relate to faster playing by doing metal and all that shit but in terms of physical sound i think the romantic spanish just sounds 10 times better than flamenco to me like it's more dynamic you mean romantic spanish and in the um like the tarraga sense yeah or obviously he does a lot of finger rolls but it's not as percussive as flamenco so like when you're saying flamenco you mean more like the gypsy kings yeah but like i like their music i'm saying if it was to be instrumental you hear just the the really just okay. bright, snappy fucking tone of the guitar. But people over exaggerate how you can really how much tone you can hear from that. All I really hear is just the scraping of the strings in the wood and a little bit of the high end like of the note. You know what I mean? Like obviously I can hear the chords and the changes, but it's not as good as if somebody was playing a classical style versus a flamenco style. You mean like and the style hope- of music or the style of guitar? The, the style of which they play. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the I'm style saying. of music. Because I feel like if a, if, a, um, if a classical guitar player wanted to do a finger roll fast or just a fast strumming, but they don't do like the flick flamenco style, I think it would sound better to me. You mean like the, the, like the legato, like where you use your two fingers, like the da 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 like that? No, not the legato. Like, you know, like how flamenco players strum, they like flick their fingers around on the guitar and it sounds percussive. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like like the like the when you play the Roomba rhythm, like the da 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 that. Yeah. Yeah, like the way I play it, I don't actually do a lot of that. I don't know yeah. if you've. Noticed. I don't like how that sounds because even on the slower strumming, like where they just do like the flick, you just hear the smack. You don't really hear the note. You hear the high end and the treble of the note, and then the percussiveness of the hit. And I just I don't think it sounds as good. Wait. I've kind of changed my opinion on it. Really? Because I love how it sounds on actual classical guitars. I think it sounds fucking fantastic and especially when you when you get that hit in for the rhythm it just ooh, it sounds really good yeah. i mean it sounds like it has attitude and whatever the fuck i'm just saying like just as the timbre goes like you don't really hear the note you hear just the percussiveness and the attitude of the note i guess i should say the tone of it do you I'm like as accustomed to that do you like mariachi strumming yeah, I do. I think I that's not. I mean, obviously, that. like, flamenco players are better guitar players just in terms because that technique is fucking difficult to do. But I think it doesn't sound as good. 
it's it's my same kind of thing with people that do the Ingve Malmsteen thing when they just shred through scales or just play notes as fast as possible or just all they do is arpeggios. I don't think it just sounds as good as if somebody's actually, you know, doing some sort of fast bouncy rhythm or some kind of tremolo or anything like that. Physically it just doesn't sound as good. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd agree with you. Um but yeah, I, I, technically it's a sloppier way to play if you think about it. Yeah. Even though it's not sloppy, it just the note is sloppy and you hear just the clang and the banging and all that shit. And I don't know. Just, it doesn't sound as clean to me anymore. Yeah. Are you, you, I've showed you Ben Woods, right? I think so. I think he is phenomenal. He's a great guitar player. And he, I love how he just makes his like own flamenco. So, I mean, it has covers, but a lot of his stuff is original, which I think is, is awesome. He is like, like his technique combined with like his, his like the rhythm and like his just he is like when you actually see his fingers on the guitar it's so incredible like what he's doing like i, I sometimes i can't even believe that he's doing it uh, but it also sounds so cool and the stuff he's able to do like i need to show you some of his some of his stuff i know you i know i've showed you some of his stuff but not especially the stuff that i've come to like more over time it's so yeah so good um yeah, I'm in a classical mood. I'll definitely check it out. I've been watching a lot of uh, Brandon Acker and uh, the guy Marshall Brene. There's like the really famous luthier out of, I think, Illinois, but they restore a bunch of old Spanish guitars and they also make their own too. So Nice. <sighs> so much it goes into. And I've actually enjoyed that sound. I, I feel like I'm turning into a wine snob because acoustic guitar obviously is cool because you can hear the differences of the wood, but I feel like the metal of the strings really gets in the way of the note sometimes like you hear the metallic clanging of the strings and that's one thing i've hated about classical is i feel like i couldn't really hear the note i was only really hearing the rubber bandness of the nylon just the, the shitty plasticky sound but you know if you get really good strings and a really decent guitar you can hear a lot of different note color more expressive than i think you can on a regular acoustic guitar with uh, steel strings but the one thing that sucks is that gut strings to me sound really fucking cool real gut but they're expensive it's expensive man yeah they make synthetic ones and i think that's the the best compromise of the two but i hate like that shitty cheap nylon sound but nice ones god the fucking flavor of it is is delectable okay i don't really so i feel like i'm I, don't... I feel like it's my aging journey <laughs> <laughs> yeah right as opposed to getting into classic rock, I'm getting into classical guitar. Yeah, because like I said, a lot of the stuff... Well, no, I didn't say it yet. A lot of the stuff I play, you would like be better at it than me. So I think you should definitely give it a shot. I feel like a baby, man. I'm not going to lie. This is a totally different style to what I'm used to. So I'm struggling with these simple melodies because I'm not used to um, chords and playing like notes in this way. Plus, getting the technique of using my fingers really well because I'm so used to using a pick. Because obviously I, I play with my fingers and I play bass, yeah. but getting a t like a good tone out of a classical guitar with your fingers is difficult, especially because I don't want to grow my fucking nails out and be one of those weirdos. Yeah. So it's going to be flesh tone. <laughs> nice. Plus, sometimes I feel like flesh tone sounds better than nail tone. It's the same kind of premise. It's like the scraping of the nail on a nylon, just like the scraping of the pick on a nylon. To me, the flesh tone sounds better. It's a little bit yeah, I agree more intimate, I don't, a little warmer. I don't like the nail tone. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Do you... but, yeah, I've been fucking just going hardcore into research. Nice. So, but I, I, I got the Cordoba C10, so it was like a, 
eleven hundred or twelve hundred dollar twelve hundred dollar guitar, but I gotta try it really this, sounds man. good. I gotta try it. <clears throat> and what I'm excited for is because obviously like guitars back in the day they were they're they were finished with nitrocellulose lacquer, which never really cured and it really sinks into the wood. So over time your obviously the wood would harden and open up and change flavor. So your guitar would sound better as you age it, pretty much. But these new poly guitars, since it's more of a plasticky finish, it doesn't do that. And sometimes, like like experiments of hyper aging, like fifty years, it could be relatively unchanged. But I think different types of poly soak into the wood a little bit. So I'm hoping to see how after a year, if this guitar opens up and sounds better. But it already sounds pretty good to me. It's just the action was kind of high, so you know, probably gonna change the nut and saddle on it to something cool or oh. might upgrade the tuners or do something dude we could make some like awesome spanish song like i strum and then you solo yeah that's to me that's what's because i've never been a solo person but yeah. to me like doing classical melody soloing like just like the main melody is is what i want to go for instead of doing the chords and shit no like yeah it's fun to like i'm not great at it i wouldn't be as good as a as you would do it but like i just when you actually just feel out the notes and like when you as because you know even if it's not like that sophisticated of like a melody you're playing like when you just you could tell you're just actually saying something in the music you know and the nice thing about classical is that they're easier physically to play so it's not as much like they set them up fucking high i don't know why i guess it's probably like oh it gets better projection it's just like not if you can't play it that well right right (laughs) So, um, um, but yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've played some Yamahas and I feel like the Yamahas play better, but I feel like the Cordobas sound better. Cordoba. I think that's they, the best uh, for classical. I think that's the best brand. I mean, really like in terms of construction in wood, it's as about as traditional as you can get as the Spanish style guitars. The only difference being the modern finish, which kind of, it does dampen the tone a little bit, but. Um, I might even sand off the finish and add, you know, something nice. So we'll see. But to me, out of the box, it sounds fucking great. It doesn't sound plasticky. The notes actually have good timbre to them. So I was surprised. I was I was generally expecting to just not be impressed, but because some people were like, you know, oh, this doesn't play like my five thousand dollar luthier guitar. It's just like Jesus Christ, no shit. Right. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> guitar, dude. It's not a handmade instrument. <laughs> Hey. Fuck, it's a factory guitar. It sounds good for the price. Right. Um, oh, <coughs> have I? Yeah, I remember I asked you about the mariachi. There's some fantastic mariachi music I would love to show you. It just, there, there are a couple of these songs by, oh, uh, this group called Mariachi Sol de Mexico. They are just, like, some of these songs went, were going so hard. With the mariachi strumming, I could legitimately like listen to it in the gym. Yeah, and just like some of it go pretty insane. Yeah, and, like the singing, because you know how like some Mexican songs can be like really cheesy and over the top. Yeah, I found some like mariachi songs that were they legitimately gave me goosebumps in how epic they were. Wow. Yeah, with like just the passion and the feeling and the melody and like this this the singing and also like the lyrics too the what like what the guy was singing about. And combine that with like the awesome strumming, it just it, it really got my blood pumping. I think if I was in a mariachi band, I'd play bass. I feel like it's it's very simple, and I could rock out to it. The bass adds a lot to it. Yeah, um, yeah, I would love to strum because that's what I 
I would love about it is because like in reality, the guitar is not like the melody instrument. It's more, I mean, it can be, but it's more of just like the rhythm instrument, which I think is really cool. Yeah. It's really the trumpets that are playing the melody more. Which is annoying. Like I feel like I would like mariachi music more if the trumpet was the main melody because I cannot stand how a trumpet sounds. I fucking hate the sound of a trumpet. Dude. It just sounds like farts no matter who's playing it. No, but I'm telling you, some of these songs, when I heard the trumpet, I was like, dude, fuck yes, Mexico, man. Because, <laughs> you know... It's a very Mexican sound, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you know how, like I said... There's a lot of Mexican stuff. It's really cheesy. You know how like there's there's sometimes you hear the trumpets and it's like, okay, I get it. It's Mexican. But then it's, there's sometimes where it's like, oh yeah, it's Mexican, baby. You know? Yeah. Um, in traditional mariachi music, I remember because I somebody brought. Um, have you seen what like the the mariachi bass looks like? I don't yeah. remember what the actual name of the instrument is called, but it's like a gigantic bowl. It's <laughs> it's called the guitarón. Is that what it's called? And that just literally means like big ass guitar <laughs> it's literally like what it, it means was, yeah. uh, somebody came to restore one and we we filled a crack in one and i was messing around with it it's fucking cool i like the sound of it a lot yeah oh and there's this there's this really cool like tiny guitar it's almost like a ukulele like <laughs> that they play i don't know what it's called but it sounds almost it's like, an man i it's not a mandolin, is it? It, it might be. Like, it sounds like a harp. It's so pretty. And I, I there was this one song oh. I was listening to. There were these, like... I need to just show you this music. This might just be my next recommendation. Like, there was so much, like, cool arpeggios they were doing. And there, Interesting. And there was these, yeah, these really high notes. It just... There was cast... They were cascading down all these scales with all the awesome strumming. Like, it, it was fantastic. I really need to show you this. Hmm. And actually, it just reminded me now, because I, I showed it to my brother um and he was like whoa this is fantastic and you're also yeah, mexican check dude. It out. i forgot about that huh? you're literally mexican yeah barely <laughs> no, just, bro it's part of your <laughs> culture i feel like i'm more castilian than i am mexican no but a lot of mariachi is actually spanish I thought mariachi was more Mexican based. Yeah, but Mexican, like it, it's very Spanish Mexican though. Because you know, how, like, you know, parts of Mexico are more Spanish and parts of Mexico are more indigenous. Like it's a, yeah. it's a very. I mean, obviously, it has like elements of the other cultures, but it really is a lot of it is just, um, from like Spanish music, like with the, with because it uses like all those European instruments and like the rhythms and stuff like that are very, very Spanish. You know, because like you, you can hear mariachi like that. It has that kind of flamenco-y kind of sound. They use a lot of the same chords. They use a lot of those yeah. same kind of strumming. I mean, it's 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 different, but like you definitely see it's there, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's it's similar to the style, but I feel like the classical music is definitely more of the Spanish influence than the Mexican stuff. Because I don't even know like Mexican classical music what that would be besides I mariachi. I don't know. I guess they do. I can imagine they would do flamenco stuff because they still, there were there there's still a lot of Spanish cultural uh, things that they they do in Mexico. I know they bullfight there. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, me too. See a bullfight. I know a lot of people are sensitive about that, and I understand why people think that it is wrong to um to kill an animal for sport. Like, I get that, but I, yeah, I, ju- I, mean, I just think it's badass. I'm, I'm not, I feel like if the, if there's danger to the human too, it's fair. 
<laughs> right, right, because it's not like we're we're killing like a like a some innocent. I mean, I'm not saying bulls are like guilty, but like it's not like we're killing some helpless animal just for fun. Like, yeah, it's like it's not like if you get killed by a bull trying to do this, fair game. Right, and that's what makes it so entertaining, or I guess it would be entertaining because I've never seen it, but like, um, yeah, because it, it it's not like we're going killing like a like a beaver or something. <laughs> like that is just because yeah. there's no challenge. But like, if you're fighting a bull, that is cool, man. Also, I think they it'd be funny they, playing a band when you're having a bull fight. <laughs> yeah, like like you and I are playing like the the Malagenia, like the da 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 Yeah, it'd be pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Um, it's kind of cool because the obviously because like my uh my Spanish if I had a grandfather instead of a grandmother, my Spanish surname would be Cordova. So oh, yeah. obviously it's, it's a California, they're not a Spanish company. They're a California company that just is trying to do, I think, guitars in the Spanish style, similar to that region of Spain. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, man. Playing on one of those. Cause I feel like it's somewhat part of my history, I guess, it's, even though it's not man. from Spain. It's Spanish. <laughs> Bro. Cause I feel like back in the day, like your surname was, also tantamount sometimes to the city or the region that you're from. Yeah, so because I know ago, yeah. or it's like Cordova and Cordoba, the the B and the V, like they're interchangeable. So I think like the region was obviously Cordoba. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that you're right. Yeah. <coughs> but so that's a cool tidbit. So I feel like I, you know, in a weird way, because I've never been like this as a person, but just subconsciously, I feel like it's in my roots somewhere. Yeah, that's when I realized all the Jewish stuff. Because, like, well, I remember my, my friend um, asked me, I'm not actually, I'm not going to reveal this information on the podcast, but he was asking me, so he's like, how much money is, like, left over? So, like, you make this much, how much is left over in your account every month? And I'm like, after all of my expenses and everything and taxes? And he's like, yes, about this much. And he's like, so you don't spend that much money, do you? And I'm like, I am kind of Jewish. <laughs> You probably spend more money with our shit buying your fucking guitar stuff. No, I mean, I buy stuff from you guys like once every couple months. Yeah, but just the amount of dollar amounts that I've saw. Like, well, from you that. Have, you, have yeah. A, yeah. you have two classical guitars, you have one electric guitar, you have one amp, and then you have a couple pedals, right? Yeah, I have... No, I don't have any pedals. I have a... I thought you have a looper. Oh, does that count as a pedal? Yes, it's a fucking pedal. Oh, wow. It's literally in the shape of a pedal, William. I don't know what a pedal looks like. Literally what you have. It's a fucking rectangle. Oh, right. <laughs> all right. You ever see a gas pedal? It's a fucking rectangle. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> and then the brake pedal is a sideways rectangle. Oh, yeah. They're all pedals, bro. Yeah. Well... I think this was a a really good podcast. I need to go to sleep, actually. Yeah, and I'm fucking getting progressively sicker as the night goes on, because for some reason, nighttime is my time. My body goes, fuck you. Yeah. So I'm coughing every second. So the point is that Jason really liked Clone Wars, and he was very... It was better than I was expecting, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't know what kind of expectation you had going in. <laughs> like, what, like, did you, what did you, did you think anything? I don't know, like... I thought that it was going to be all right, but I wasn't going to, you know, yeah, you were like, get anything well, from it. Well, what are you, like, raving about? 
but like can you... well like i didn't i didn't think it was gonna be bad because you were praising it that well i there had to be something special to it i just didn't think i'd enjoy it as much as i did so you're saying that i have a good taste in entertainment and that you trusted my judgment when it came to this <laughs> i think so especially thank because you, we do this all the fucking time so we can kind of get a sense of what each other would enjoy yeah I don't know. I guess like the yeah, because there's very few things that you showed me where I didn't particularly like. Besides like um, the Atlas, the Novus by the summit, or sorry, the migration by the summit. That was the only thing where I was like, eh. <laughs> Other than that, like there's nothing you've showed me where I was like, okay, J- Jason, this is like genuinely bad. I don't think, I mean, obviously like, I have some guilty pleasures that I enjoy, right. or, but or like, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, like genuinely bad or like just all right or like average, yeah. you know, because average is like right. the worst that you can get because then, <laughs> then you're just forgettable. Correct. Yeah. Because you want to be memorable on either the top or bottom of the spectrum. <laughs> you're like, you want to be a 10 or a one. If you're in, if you're five, no one's going to see you. It's like it takes effort to strive for mediocrity too, so you might as well finish the remainder to make it excellent. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, do I want the mariachi music, or do I want another movie? I don't know. I'll coin toss it. Coin toss it, bro. Yeah, but then I'm like, okay, do I want to recommend all of the songs on that album that had that? I like a couple of the other songs, but not the whole album necessarily. Just do the, like I do, just do the compilation of your songs that you like. Of mariachi songs. Yeah. That would work. Or I, Yeah, because I was thinking about, because that, that's the thing, like, that's why I think the Mark Anthony recommendation didn't really work as well, because, like, you weren't really immersed, like, you're not immersed in the Latin music like I am. Like, I've gone down the rabbit hole. I have to hear like the best songs of it to get into it. Yeah, like, and like I don't want to hear Latin filler. Right, and like, <laughs> right, and like I can't just like recommend like an one album from like an artist. Like I need to be like, okay, this is like this genre, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, because like I want to get you into salsa, but then I'm like, hmm. So I'm like, what I'm gonna probably gonna do is like I'm I'm gonna show you like the what's called uh, salsa dura which is like hard salsa right because salt it's 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 like metal and rock where you got the levels of like how hard it goes yeah. and then you got like like the soft like um you got the romantic salsa you got the sad boy salsa you got um you know like like rap you know you got like the the sad boy rap and then you got like the they they kind of like f you like all guns blazing rap and all that stuff it's like they got all that stuff in, in salsa and they got the yeah. some of it can really be like goosebump inducing, like the mariachi I was talking about, where I'm like, yeah, I could listen to this in the gym with all their minor keys and like the the rhythm and stuff. Like it's very very good good music. And I think if we all listened to salsa and we stopped listening to shitty rap music, our society would be a lot better. And it'd be better dancers too. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, all of us. Even the whiteies. Yeah, just imagine like just like the the Karenist Karen like just dancing salsa. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man! I killed you. <coughs> I was coughing mid laugh. <laughs> no, oh, I shit. I finally made you sick because like you didn't really cough the whole episode until now. Yeah, because I'm getting tired of turning the mic on enough. No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm growing weary. 
All right. Well, I think this is a good place to end. Thank you all for <laughs> listening. This was a this was a fun episode. Can't wait to keep doing the podcast, you guys. Episode thirty is the next one. Nice. Keep breaking into the dirty thirty. Yep. Dude, when we hit fifty, we gotta do something. I don't know, but like we gotta do something. Or actually, we've gained a hundred subscribers. Life is good. Yeah, dude. Oh wait, no episode. <laughs> no, but we've gained more than that. I got like I know I'm dude being facetious. Episode twenty seven got one hundred thirty six views. That's uh holy shit, bro. No, but the other ones are going up too. Like I see the other one got like no, but like the average views at one point was like twelve. You're gonna be up at two a.m. checking analytics. Oh, dude, that's like everyone's gone down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, whereas like. Yeah, the last one we got is 136 views, 69 views on 28. Nice. Nice. So I'm trying to get it up for the next one. <laughs> um, and if anyone wants to comment, recommendations of what you'd like to hear us talk about, um, that'd be excellent. Because I'd like to actually have a community and it's not just like Jason and I. And I guess, you know, yeah. if we suck, we suck. We're speaking into the void. Right, like there's nothing we can really do, but um, eh, well, hopefully whoever is. I feel listening like if we to... swear less and we don't talk about controversial information, we wouldn't be shadow blacklisted by the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, that does uh, not do us justice. So it's our choice of content that also plays a part too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Buenas noches. Nachos de buenos. Bueno. Soy yo. Bueno.